Glory, glory, Sacramento! Hello and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I am your host, Zach Winnick, joined in the studio by none other than the Alaskan frontierman, Nolan Gerlach. Nolan, how is the beautiful, picturesque Alaska wilderness in June? Oh, Zach, it's beautiful. It's very, very beautiful. Um, You're sounding a little tinny today. I am sounding a little tinny, yes. We happen to be recording virtually without our proper gear and setup, but hey, you know what? That's okay. You still have a beautiful voice. Um, <laughs> we are thousands, doing well. thousands of miles apart. Yeah, but love prevails, or whatever the trite saying is. But Zach, the, I'm doing. I'm doing good. Good, good, good. I was gonna make a funny joke there, but I, I decided uh, against it. It was. Yeah. Uh, against the republic's ill fate as of late um but i will i will save that for our review later let's jump into the news here uh first off the dominican republic granada and trinidad and tomago are all out of their pre-qualification for the world cup why do we care well that is because carlton belmar Shannon Gomez and Rafa Diaz all play on those teams and they will be heading back to us available now for um, the lineup, which will probably be needed as a, as our, our luck of late has been real bad. So those three players are back. They will be here. Um, they will not be doing any more international duties. Also, kind of continuing the international uh, trend, U.S. men's national team had a uh, friendly against Costa Rica um, after their circus of a win against Mexico, as we <laughs> talked about last week. Um, they beat Costa Rica 4 to nothing. It was a great game. Um, Costa Rica, definitely not as good as Mexico, but still a 4 nothing win is a big deal. It's cool for the U.S., uh, it was Reggie Cannon had a really good goal. Uh, oh, the get, fullback. Yeah, he had a really good goal. I forget who else it was. Let me look it up. It was Aronson, um, Brendan Aronson. Brendan Aronson? Yeah, he had the first goal. He was the man of the match. Oh, wow. He had a great game. Started on the left wing. Um, Daryl DK started as well. He oh, also had I a did goal. see Daryl. Yeah. Um, Reggie Cannon came in the – he came into the game in the – what is it? Reggie Cannon. Where is he? Um, did he start? Yeah, he started the game. He played the whole yeah. game um, on the right wing, uh, right back position, and he scored a goal, a very good goal, in the 52nd minute to go up 3 nothing. And then Gio Reyna came on in the 75th minute and then put away a penalty, drew a penalty, and then scored the penalty in the 77th minute. So we win 4 nothing. Very deciding game, uh, 65% possession for America. Um, obviously, Costa Rica is not that good, but, I mean, it's a team we'll play in qualification most likely. So. Yeah. Um, definitely a good win and, and shows the kind of potential of this young team. Um, it's just going to be consistency probably that they're going to struggle with just because they're so young. I mean, Giorena himself is only 18. so But definitely a good win for America. Also, the women's national team is in a bit of a, uh, I think it's a tournament, or maybe it is just a friendly. I think it was just a friendly, actually. Um, they had a friendly against Portugal. Mm. They won one nothing. They had a ton of chances, um, but 
they were finally able to kind of go up and score. Um, Mewis scored in the 76th minute. Uh, yep, they look like the American team. They always have been. Couldn't quite put away some really good chances, but still came away with a win against a good Portugal team. Um, so that is your kind of international roundup. Nolan, do you have any international more? roundup? Yeah. What's that? Do you have any uh, any more news items for us? I do, I do. So continuing along the women's football theme, the USL, the United Soccer League, whom the city, whom the Sacramento Republic uh, are an affiliate of, have announced the uh, founding of the USL Women's League. Um, so this will be a separate league from the NWSL, the premier women's league for soccer in North America. Um, so the US, the USLW League uh, is what it is called. They have their own website. They have eight inaugural teams, which are the Chattanooga Red Wolves, the Greenville Triumph, Hartford Athletic, Minnesota United, or no, Minnesota Women's Soccer. So I don't think it's affiliated yeah. with Minnesota United. Caw Valley, which is in Kansas City. Queensboro FC, which I believe is in New York. South Georgia. And so the South Georgia Tormenta FC. And Washington, in a Washington, D.C. team led by the D.C. United's ownership group. So um, they are set to begin play in 2022. So big news uh, for the USL as an organization now with, you know, three levels, four if you count the academy um, wing of men's soccer and now the USL and now women's league. Um, So this is kind of exciting. Like, I like this dynamic of competing with NWSL and providing a, um, a different opportunity for watching soccer in america that the usl is is doing zach what do you think about this are are you excited could could you see a uslw team coming to sacramento i definitely can i i i think um the the mls front is definitely uh you know sinking um yeah but the yeah i could totally see a, a a um a usl women's team a second division women's team here definitely think you already have an established fan base. And I think this type of fan base would embrace uh, a USL women's team. You would have lots yeah. of people show up to games for that. So, um, yeah, I think that, that I could definitely see a, a USL women's team here in Sacramento. And I'd, I'd love to. I think that'd be great. Yeah, it'd be a good way to, you know, pick the heads up of fans who are feeling a little disillusioned with, uh, you know, the Republic as of late. Yeah. And, you know, bringing in a USLW uslw team that'd be sick that'd be sick uh also in the news the nwsl which is like basically mls equivalent in women's soccer has announced that they are expanding uh to san diego with jill ellis taking the head there i don't know if she's going to be the coach or if she's like head of operations or whatever president yeah but she's uh, she's heading over there to start up that team. Should be exciting. Um, you know, maybe if we go down for a road trip to watch Sacramento play the Loyal, we can catch an NWSL team down there. So that would be really fun. And then finally, in the news, a little bit of a you know keeping our eyes on what's going on in the Pacific Division. Orange County drew one one with San Diego. Um, 
I believe on Wednesday at night as yep. well. Is that right? Zach? Yes, it was. Yeah. So, um, with Sacramento dropping a ton of points as of late, um, it's good that these guys also drop points because, yeah, it's it's not looking good for Sacramento in the playoff race right now. So, um, it, the and San Diego and Orange County are the guys that are kind of vying for that third and fourth spot yeah. along with San Diego. So, um, you know, it's it's a positive result for the table if you're a Sacramento fan. True. Um, yeah, that's in the news. <laughs> Zach, let's, uh, let's, let's talk about this game. Let's not dwell on yeah, it. Let's also like, try to keep the negative vibes down as much as we can. Okay. Like, I just don't want to, I don't want to become a, a bash fest. But nah. it just wasn't a good game. No, it was not a good game. It has characterized the team as of late. Um, 2 nothing loss to the Real Monarchs. It, yeah, I don't want to get too much into detail. Um, I mean, we had... Let's talk about the formation. The formation was interesting. We had a different formation. Uh, I don't honestly know what it was. FopMob, the app that we use, has it as a 4141. I, I don't know if that was it. Um, I'll go with that. You, you go with that? I don't think the players knew either. <laughs> um, it, it was... It was... Here, I'll just... All right, all right. So, yeah, you got to... Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it right now trying to make sense of it. Um, uh, we've got Hayden Sargis, Mitchell Tainer, and uh, Kibon Gucci, Nabi Kibon Gucci um, as the center backs. You have Duke Lucroix in the back mm-hmm. line, too, um, who has also played center back. So, it, most likely, Kibon Gucci and Lucroix are playing a fullback spot in a back four. So that's kind of what it looked like. Um, Andrew Wheeler, Minu kind of occupying the defensive mid. And then you have Pete Penanen and Jaime Villarreal also in the midfield. You had Rafael Juaregui making, I believe, his first start. Maybe not his first start, but one of his first starts. I don't, he has not had many far, many starts for... Arts. I, know, I think he said for, He has not had many starts for the Sacramento Republic. So uh, Horegi and Tucker Bone start on the wings, and Derek Formella is up top. Nolan, yes, what, was, what was your thoughts in that kind of lineup? You know, I thought it was cool that Rafa Horegi got a start in midfield slash the wing. I liked that Nabi Kim and Gucci was back uh, in the starting 11. Yeah, we wanted that. Um, I was excited that Tucker Bone was playing, like we talked about in the preview, like, it's got to be Tucker Brown and Derek Formella. Like you, Cameron Nawasa does not start this game, uh, and he didn't. Jaime Villarreal um, was in the midfield, and neither Luis Felipe or Fatai Alache were um, starting the game for the first time this season, which was a big deal. Felipe didn't. Luis Felipe didn't even travel with the team, so he wasn't even in the eighteen. Fatai was, did not come on. Um, so I thought that was interesting and. I think we missed them. Like Sacramento just didn't have that grip in the midfield. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. And, and just and the Monarchs just played right through them. There was nothing exciting about the way Sacramento played. They looked disorganized. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, what do you, what, what do you think about the, the lineup? Zach? Uh, I, yeah, the lineup was interesting to me. It doesn't 
It doesn't make sense. Um, it, there's just been so much shifting, and I get kind yeah. of Mark Briggs' mentality of, you know, everybody here has to earn their spot. Nobody's safe. But at some point, you have to, like, kind of give some players some consistency in who they're playing next to in order to build yeah. chemistry. So I, I it's, it's early. It's still early. So, you know, but it, it was weird to me. Uh, the back line was weird to me that – just the whole thing was weird to me. Um, I will say, go ahead. Rafa Juaregui played 74 minutes. He, he was all right. I don't think he's the guy. He's 16. He's 16 years old. Crazy. Like, he's just not the guy yet. Um, and if that's who, if you're relying on a 16 year old to, you know, score goals and be the attacking thrust to overcome this goal drought. Like, I think you're crazy. Um, you can't, you can't ask a kid to be doing that. Um, so yeah, I, I thought looking at the team sheet before kickoff, I was like, well, that's surprising. And there's nothing on the field that he showed that suggested that he could be Sacramento's solution. I, I think this was just like, Hey, what do we got to lose and try playing young, young Rafa yeah. and uh, and see what happens. So he was good, but he wasn't great. And he's not the answer to Sacramento. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and there needs to be an answer up top. There's just, here. I'll, I'll read you some statistics from this game. So uh, real monarchs had zero corners that they took. We took seven, did not convert any. Uh, we had a total of 12 shots. We had, um, Seven shots inside the box, which is a good number. Yeah. None of them, not a single one was on target. Pete Pennanen had one that hit the woodwork. Uh, they We had five shots outside the box, but those seven shots inside the box, it just shows the same old, same old, like cannot finish chances, cannot put away goals. And so yeah. the Real Monarchs, they had only uh, a total of eight shots only five shots, but they had five shots on target um, to yeah. our zero. And it's just, it's just sad. It just continues to happen. And, and again, Pete hits the woodwork. I, I, how many times has he done that? He's like three or four it's, already. This it's season. sad. It's, you know, it's, yeah. I would love to see him up top. I think he's got a good shot. Um, I'd like to see what would happen if he was in a formation given, you know, more of an opportunity to score goals. Um, and we kind of talked about that last week. But, again, just cannot yeah. finish shots. I think another thing that plagued us, and, and it was the main reason for the second goal that was scored against us, was turnovers. Turnovers have yeah. happened a lot in this in this team this year. Um, they have to get a handle on that. It's just ball security. Like, it's a fundamental part of playing soccer is, is ball security. Yeah. So – if you can't put away shots and you keep giving the ball over, it's not a good recipe for success. Yeah. And I would say one last thing. This is my last observation from the game, and then <laughs> maybe we can just move yeah, on maybe. because we can we can try to pull some positives out of it. Uh, I noticed, and this is a theme I'm I'm seeing over and over with the Republic, is that when they don't know what else to do, they drive forward on in the wide areas because they have numerical dominance in the wide areas. And then they try to cross it into the box to nobody, to Derek Formella, who's not making a run, or to Cameron Owasa, who's you know not the guy to rise up and head home. 
and it's just cross, 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 cross constantly. Um, and in this game, there were 20 crosses. Guess, and uh, the Monarchs, who were the team that scored two goals, crossed the ball twice. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but like, Zach, do you know how many statistically, like across leagues in the world, how many crosses result in a goal? No, I do not. It's like one in 72 or something wow. like that. Like it's, it's, it's crazy low percentage um, play, attacking play. And so if that's Sacramento's best answer is driving to the wide areas towards the end line and try to cross it and back in the air, like that's just, that's not how you score goals yeah. either. Um, what did we you know, see? What did we see at the very beginning of the season and in preseason? Like we were, the goals we were scoring during that time weren't really coming from crosses. At least most of them. No, they were coming from playing through the opposition. Yeah. Like you have to play through the opposition. I, to me, this is not about like. Then now I'm getting really negative. To me, this isn't about like tactics. This isn't about you know chemistry of the squad. This is just about like, do you have what it takes to play soccer? And if you, as individual players. And if you don't, then like that's fine. Maybe you're just not going to score goals. Like you have to be able to play through people yeah. and do your man and you know be creative and think three steps ahead of what your defender is thinking. Like you have to, you have to be able to connect passes in tight areas with pressure in attacking spaces. Like yeah. these are just the fundamentals of goal scoring soccer that Sacramento, the players on the field haven't shown this season. And so, um, you know, they have 10 days, what, no, almost two weeks now to prepare for the next game against the Roots. And so, dude, if I were Mark Briggs, I'm, I'm granted, I'm no professional soccer coach, but I would just be like, you know, do that drill where you set up a box, you know, three feet by three feet with four dudes in it and make them dribble through each other and try to just retain the ball and play through people. Like that's what needs to happen. I talked about no, Zach. Did I, you have anything else? No, to I think that's very insightful, and and I would love to see. I would love to see like Pete. You're talking about kind of playing through the defense, and that's what Pete did yeah. on the shot that he took off the post. He had played yeah. through people and had gotten himself at the top of the 18 and ripped a shot, and it was a good shot, and and it should have gone in like it like it has several times this season. He should have three, four goals. If he doesn't, if he's able to kind of put a ball a couple inches to the left or the, to the right. So, yeah. yeah, I just, I would really like to see Pete up top. I, it's not something that I, I think he's ever done. He's always been kind of an attacking mid, a winger. Um, but yeah. he's got the height for it. He's six foot. So, um, yeah. play Jaime in the attacking midfield role. Play Fatai Lache and Andrew Wheeler Amanu or Fatai Lache and, you know, Luis Felipe. Sorry, Zach. I no, you're you, good. Like, you, that made me, that made me think like, okay, how do we fit more attacking players in this squad that can score? Put Pete up top, Jaime in the midfield, Derek Formella as like a second forward, you know, the really attacking fullbacks, like just put guys on the field who can score goals. And I think that's a great way to do it. Like put Pete up top, <laughs> make space in the midfield for Jaime who can also score goals. Like, because it's not, it's not the it's not the strikers. The designated forwards in this team are not scoring, and so um, you gotta you, you just gotta put guys in positions to score, and who can score to score. So, yeah, I agree. Did you have anything else? To add to I that? agree. I, I do want to ask 
what will be a very negative question, Nolan. Um, and okay. I just want I just want us to think about this. It's not even that I believe it should happen. I'm not asking from my own opinion. Um, I mm. want to ask about Mark Briggs' job security. I like Mark Briggs. I think he's a good coach. Is this something that, you know, let's say another three, four games go by and we lose all those games? Are we talking about Mark Briggs' job security at that point? Not as a, a personal opinion, but like, is that something that maybe the club is thinking about? Is that something that like we as fans of the club have to start thinking about? Oh, what is Mark Briggs' job security like? What do you think about that? I, I don't think so. I don't think you should be, even if they go and lose the next three games, I don't think we should be talking about like, oh, Briggs could be leaving the club. Yeah. Um, because I, one, I don't see the point of firing a guy a third, you know, a, a fourth of the way to a fourth of the way to the season. I'll say this: I was looking at the the schedule for the the season of twenty twenty one. Like the the last regular season game is October third. Yeah. Like this is a long yeah. year, and we're kind of we're we're in this blip right now um, of the very very early seasons till it. It's it's June, the second week of June, and so I, I think it's still early enough that we shouldn't be talking about, you know, firing Briggs and, and getting a new guy in because I honestly, I don't think a new guy would do any better because in my opinion, this is on the players who just aren't playing good enough, well enough. Like they're not scoring. They're not doing the simple things uh, that make your team good and no amount of like motivation or, you know, tactical nuance is going to make up for that mm-hmm. right now. Um, that's my opinion, Zach. What, what no, are you thinking? Zach loses the next three games. I, I think the same. I I agree with you. I, I completely agree with you. I, it's I think it, I, and even in just like the Orange County game, I think we saw that it, it's it really is on the players. Like I think what we're trying to do too often is think too narrow mindedly on the pitch and just be thinking in general, like. When we watched the Orange County game and we went down to 10 men, they just played soccer. You know, they just stopped thinking and they just yeah. played. And it showed. They played really, yeah. really well. And if you can just play like that all the time, you're going to win games. Like the players, we have enough talent to do that. It's a mindset thing, I think. It's it's a, we got to make the perfect pass. We got to make the perfect, you know, throw in. We got to make the perfect um, run and and if we don't, then it's not going to work. We got to score off the cross. Like we're thinking too narrow mindedly. Like it's just play the game. Like your professional athletes just play the game. Don't stop thinking so much. I think it really is a mental thing, and I think it is on the players. So I agree. Um, I agree with you. I, I just yeah. wanted to to see how you felt about it. Um, wanted to yeah, we got to we got to talk about it because like the dumb fan is just going to be like. Oh, you know, like when there's a downturn in other sports, it's like, oh, it's the coach, we got to fire yeah. the coach. Like, I, that's just not the answer. No, I agree. Um, yeah, but we had yeah, to bring it up, so. talk about it. Well, two nothing lost is a tough time. We have a week and a half tough to one. figure them. They got a week and a half to figure themselves out. Uh, I hope they do, and we will then return. A, against the Oakland Roots. Nolan had a little Oakland, Oakland Roots, Roots preview June, for us. June 19th, 
uh, Oakland will be hosting the Republic in yep. Oakland. Um, that's going to be fun. If you are a traveling fan, if that's the sort of thing you like to do, I highly suggest that you um, try to get out for that game. I will still be in Alaska, but um, Zach, you should definitely go or whoever. Yeah. I don't know. It should be fun. Everyone should go. Yes. Uh, and also, I think ticket prices are starting to go down around the league because more and more seats are yep. opening up. So that's really good too because seats were expensive in the yeah. second at the beginning of the season. Um, so that's really cool too. So yeah, you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg to nope. get out there. Uh, just a little bit of context. Oakland have only played three games. Sacramento have played seven. But Oakland have four points. Sacramento have seven points. Check to make yeah, sure that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, so if Oakland, Oakland play Orange County tomorrow, if Oakland play Orange County tomorrow and win, they will have seven points tied with Sacramento with three games less played. Wow. That's not good. And even if they lose, they still will have four points in four games to Sacramento, seven points in seven games. So they'll be averaging the same amount of points per game as Sacramento. Um, so that game will be big. Like That's kind of going to have to be a must-win for both teams because for Sacramento, it will put them ahead of the Roots, who are also vying for a playoff spot. And for the Roots, like this could be you know, the, the chance, their chance to jump Sacramento and, and put them behind them even further in the race for fourth place. So that's going to be a huge game. Um, I mean... I liked the game against Oakland just because there were six goals and it yeah. was really fun. Um, and also, you know, there was like the narrative of uh, Tyler Blackwood returning to Sacramento. Emma Clementa plays with them. Um, we really, I really like Wall Fall. Like I've been a big fan of him throughout the league for many years now, and so he will be playing for them. Uh, yeah. So just, and then on for Sacramento, like. Look for players to play soccer, like play through people. Don't try to like dribble out into space, like play into the tight areas and do your man and get a shot off and like be dangerous. I don't know. Yeah. Watch it more. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's really, all really. I got. It's a mentality thing. <laughs> yeah. I think don't try and make yeah. things perfect. Don't be so narrow minded and limit turnovers, stupid turnovers. It's one thing to be turning over the ball on like a high risk, high reward kind of a play. It's another thing to turn over the ball on a simple pass that you should have made and a simple decision. So, and that's what led to that second goal against real Monarch. So limit stupid turnovers. Um, And and just play soccer. Don't think too much. Well, Zach, we've, uh, we've covered, we've covered it the game we've talked about it, we've moved on we're looking forward to orange county orange county yep. oakland uh you know i i feel better now like I, we were really frustrated trying to figure out how to record virtually yeah. for a while but it was fun just to you know talk about soccer even if it wasn't yeah. a win no i agree um, always fun to talk about soccer so always a good time do you have anything else to add zach before we uh end I the think show i'll do it all right well As always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Zach, you are the worst.